Okay, folks, I'm going to press a button. Tell me if you hear Chris and Kimberly right now. Go ahead and Chris, what's right you now? You hear? Oh, I hear Chris. We hear Chris. Yes, I heard someone. That's me. Uh, Kimberly, Chris George. Can get a, a mic check? Can you hear Kim? That's me. Can you all hear Kimberly? Kimberly, um, say something, please. Yes, I'm saying something right now. Yes! Oh my gosh! Hey, we did it. Well, we did it. I'm going to say that we did it and yes. not just Ruel. All right. I'm going to say it was all of us collectively, especially you in the chat. Oh, my God. And you know what? You know who I think did it? I think Perk Coffee did it. Perk Coffee. I'm fairly certain <laughs> it's all thanks to Perk Coffee yeah. that we yeah. are here. All right. And we are ready. We are ready to have some fun. Yes. Oh, my God. Our, I, and heard the sticker, too. Oh, my God. Nobody touch a thing. We're good. Wow. And that's the R and R and R show for today, folks. Thanks for watching. Yep, thank you so much for coming. Uh, thanks for being here. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I'm going to continue fixing stuff uh, in the background uh, here. Chris and Kimberly, um, thank you so much for your patience. Not only you, but also everyone watching. Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm going to turn it over to you all while I sort of do some uh, tech stuff in the background, make it look nice and neat. Um, what, what's <laughs> what's been on your tabletop lately, both of you, friends? Um, I'll let y'all... I'm sorry, Kimberly, I know you weren't ready to improvise, but you know what? That's how we roll here oh, live fine. on Twitch. Yeah, all right, no, cool. That's great. Okay. So well, I'm going to I'm start particularly excited. Yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. I'm particularly excited to have Kimberly on the show because this is the first time that you and I have hung out, which I is great. We're yeah. going to be the best of friends by the end of this episode. And uh, I hope that um, <laughs> you and I can take over and just really oust Ruel and Richard. Oh, and it can just be the the, <laughs> the Tolson. Yeah, C&K, baby. We'll get Calvin Klein as a sponsor next time. But, but not this time, which is our sponsors, Perk Coffee. And uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so so I was looking at your shelf behind you. But we were talking a little bit before yeah, the stream yeah. began. We were talking a bit about about pandemic too, uh, and you have all the pandemics behind you. Well, not all of them, but but a, a significant Most, yeah. chunk. Many, many of them. We do. We really do like that series. It's such a a great uh, cooperative, stress induced, um, wonderful experience. Whether you win or lose, and you, uh, yeah, I just love it. And everyone has like that little bit of difference. And you were mentioning uh, going through the Legacy Season One, and that's so exciting because I have done one, two, and zero, and just yeah. really love the Legacy series. I, I feel like because I'm so behind on Legacy, I'm halfway through my my first uh, Pandemic Legacy season one, uh, and it still made my top 20 being halfway through. It's just like that mm -hmm. good of a game. Uh, but I, I feel I'm, <clears throat> I'm always excited. You know when you watch like a really good show? And then uh -huh. you're excited to introduce it to people because you're, you, you want them to get that experience? 
I've, I feel like I'm always on the cusp. Uh, I'm always recommending things to people and I'm always like excited for them to experience it. And I know I, I'm I, because I'm so behind on doing all the legacies. I know I'm that person right now. I know I'm going to have a great experience. I know what's about to come. Um, Goblin says Chris is louder. Kimberly is distant. Just FYI. Uh, Ruel, maybe that's just because I'm I'm so excited and I'm just shouting. I'm just well, just shouting to be here. Yeah, I could try. Um, I could try <laughs> my 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 massive these guys. If you want me to have a mic right no, here, no, I could do I'm that. Sure I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's just FYI for you for you, Ruel. But yeah, I, yeah, so I'm excited that I'm in that in that cusp, you know, I, I can see it. I can see, you know, they say you never know when you're in the good times until you're out of them. I know I'm in the good times. I know I'm in the good times right now and I'm going to hold on to every moment of it. Um, yeah. So that was, that was, that, that's, that's exciting for me talking about pandemic. Have you been playing anything, uh, exciting? I saw actually that you put out a review on, on, uh, Rado's channel of holotype. I did. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't end up watching the review, but I've, I'm also playing Holotype a bunch, and, and I'm so yeah. excited about that game. Bunch. Did you Did yes. you enjoy it? Yes, I did. I did. Um, I think it's really cool because I love the continuous worker placement, mm -hmm. and I love the hierarchy of your workers yeah. that will bump out uh, different levels of workers. And so yeah. there's there's a lot of strategy there, especially when you unlock your grad students. Uh, which is that one you don't get to start the game with. Yeah. So, yeah, so so much to like with only five locations. Mm -hmm. um, and I love I love a little bit of dice. When you go and, and search for fossils, you don't yeah. know how many you're going to get. And I, I like that. I do. Some people will be like, oh, I just rolled the single fossil. And I'm like, eh, it's just what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that aspect too. That that sort of kind of not push your luck, but but do you send your little apprentice there and only get one card, or do you put your big person to, in order to get that choice? And even if you do, you never know if you're really I, like the last game I played. Oh. I desperately needed purple cubes, and every yeah, yeah, time yeah. I went to the expedition, I could not Blue draw any yeah. purple dice to save my life. But it was still like then you pivot, right? Then it was yeah, it's still it's still so fun. I, I've yeah. just been having such a good time with that. That was one that like it it was like number six. I didn't the first R and R show that I did with um with Richard Ruel wasn't here, so obviously you know the worst one. But um <laughs> the first one that I did was like our top our top Kickstarters of the past year because I I look into all the Kickstarter stuff and whatever on my channel yeah. and. And Holotype was like my number six. I was bummed. I I, I felt I should have talked about it in that list. And then now mm -hmm. seeing how how well it's doing and how um how much people have been enjoying it. Uh yeah, I, I frame it for those of you who who don't know in the chat, it's I kind of frame it as like worker placement dinosaur wingspan. That's like my my sort mm -hmm. of buzzwords about it. It's just like such a lovely cube pusher. You know, mm -hmm. it just sometimes you just want to get some cubes and spend the cubes on some cards. Yeah. <laughs> and those cards yeah. happen to have dinosaurs on them. <laughs> it's it's got such a great balance and mm -hmm. it's on the lighter side. So you can play a game in an hour. And yeah. I think it's just so clean. Yeah, um, that's a great way of describing the it. Amount of players like you have fewer players. Great. There's exactly the right amount of boards for whatever mm -hmm. player count you're you're using so yeah. it is it was a real surprise a real treat yeah cool yeah. i'm glad you like it i'm glad you liked it because yeah. i've been really enjoying it and i'm just 
I feel it was it was one of those things like on Kickstarter, it only got like a thousand or so backers, something like mm. that. And so it was one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, talking about hidden gems. That was yeah. that's not 2021, but that would have been uh, that would have been up there for me, for sure. Yeah. And another game that I, I got about the same time that's going to go up on Rado's channel is called Bamboo uh, by Devere Games. And Ooh. I've been playing through that. And uh, it's got a really, really cool system uh, of placing your, you have like four different options and you place this figure and essentially you use all the different actions uh, that you have there. And then that's going to allow you to go out on the board and do stuff. But then it also is like color coded to one of these locations that give you a potential bonus at the end of the round. But there's this really interesting selection with this symbol and it, it's just a fascinating game i've got to you know get a couple more plays in before i do my run through um but i like it and i like the theme and i love the artwork um but you have to really map out what what you're up to and you have to balance your your home um with these these little decoration tiles you're decorating your home essentially so yeah. I, I i'm i'm on board with that too so it's it's another great hour strategy game that has a lot of that player interaction nice yeah i was hanging out with with some friends the other day and some one one of my really close friends who i refer to as like my board game soulmate like we just vibe on everything in terms of in terms of games like i like what he likes he doesn't like what i don't like but he was he was saying too just with like his he's been really busy with work uh he's also in the theater industry and so was was you know having some shows going up and like and was tired at the end of the day and it's hard getting those chonky euros to the table like we both really really like the chonky euros and love the sort of like two hour even three hour like intense crunchy experiences but then sometimes it, that just isn't feasible, right? So when you find those games that play in that sweet spot of like an hour that are just clean, like you said, and give you enough of a puzzle that you feel satisfied and you feel like your brain's worked out, but not too much to be overwhelming. There's not that bloat. It ends in the right time. Those are just like yeah, really great, I find, yeah. Look at the stream yeah. now, folks. We've got like three talking heads here. Audio Look at that. <laughs> seems to be working. Fingers crossed. My gosh, folks, this has been an adventure. And that's what you come to expect from the R&R show. Nothing but uh, <laughs> living on the edge, right? And um, I want to make a, a formal uh, hello introduction to our friend Kimberly Tolson, who's joining us for yep. the first time here. Kimberly, thank you. Usually things don't go this bad, but actually, you've been great. You and Crispin, I'm like, wow, this is like, can y'all just do this? Well, I'll just sort of hang out in the back and listen to, and learn stuff about y'all. But uh, Kimberly, welcome. How are you? And I hope everything's going well. Oh, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, thank you. There was a, a frenzy this morning uh, because uh, at 12 noon Central Time, Board Game Geek Hotel Block opened. And so I had oh. to get the hotel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. So it was just a crazy morning for me. Yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, also, I think I mentioned this earlier, my birthday today. So everybody is, like, texting me and Wait, contacting me. Wait, it's your birthday me. today? Oh, my it's gosh. Your, yeah, it's happy today. Happy birthday, Kimberly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> happy birthday, Kimberly. Yeah. You're yeah. Oh, my wow. goodness. My, this is my birthday treat. This is, like, a present. This is fun. Wow. I get to 
have fun with people. That is so awesome. Wow. We got to change this. uh, The whole thing. We got to make a full birthday stream. (laughs) Get the streamers. Get yeah. get back get back in oh, behind the scenes yeah. and get those confetti cannons going because <laughs> yeah. that's wow. so excited, Kimberly. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for taking out <laughs> your uh, taking some time from your special day to hang out with us, Kimberly. Uh, Appreciate it. Oh, so kind of you, folks in chat. Let's get some happy birthdays to Kimberly. There, um, we really appreciate her hanging out with us today. Yeah, um, yeah. we got ITR Omar Hernandez. We've got Goblin ninety yeah. one Zecharek, who says this is the best show ever. Thank you, Zecharek. Uh, appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so happy birthday, Kimberly. We've got a great show Thank today, you. folks. Now that we've taken care of the, hopefully, fingers crossed, taking care of the <laughs> tech issues, uh, we're going to be talking about. 12 games and richard's going to be joining us via video uh 12 mm-hmm. games that what was the topic again it's the t- top 12 I, I hidden gems of 2021 thank you hidden gems of 2021 uh so this is gonna be a really interesting list um i am really excited mm-hmm. to see what y'all came up with and um mm-hmm. i'm excited to see if this whole thing sticks to get stays together you know i'm like i feel like han solo talking to millennium falcon like just you know hold on baby just hold on um, audio video well, is okay so far. Um, yeah. It's a wow. duct tape. It is total duct tape. Yes. <laughs> well, I think also in the chat, um, Sailnet redeemed a top three. And anything that gets redeemed, it's we're going to put it all on Kimberly, I feel, for her birthday, her special day. <laughs> I love we're going to oh. make her work hard. Yes. And Thank we're gonna, t- yeah, for for your birthday, you get extra yeah, no. work. You get an extra <laughs> no. helping up homework. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, let's do that. No, that's great, um, folks in chat. Drop some topics uh, in chat, and we're gonna vote on them. Uh, what's what top three do you want us to hear? This is the definitive top three. Kimberly, Chris, and I mm. are gonna um, look at one yeah. of your topics, choose them. Definitive top three ever in the history of all, oh, um, you know, of all okay. human history. Um, yeah. So let us know what you want. Board games could not be board games. Whatever yep. you want. We've already Any got topic. top three birthday ages. Oh, as, okay. As the, nice. <laughs> as the first reference. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> drop them in chat, folks. We want to hear what you want to find the uh, definitive uh, thing is here. Top three mm-hmm. non human species. Yeah, okay. pretty good. Cool. <laughs> mm. Already generating my list. We're off to the race. Yeah, we're off to the races. Yes, nice. Yeah. I guess no pun. No pun intended. I guess is that is that is that a pun there? That's uh, that's another show on YouTube actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'll be I'm gonna be munching on uh, cough drops as well, folks. Um, I I still have post COVID cough, and you know again, yeah. knock on wood, it's been okay so far. But yesterday. I streamed for two mm-hmm. and a half hours yesterday, and then every couple of minutes, was like, I was just hacking. I felt so sorry for people listening on the audio there, but we'll see how it goes. No, I, I hear you. The cough stuck with me for a really long time after. Oh, really? You. Oh, man. Yeah, I did. Like, I hung on to it. Yes. Then let it go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm hoping to let it go real soon. I, I've been. Okay, good. It's, yeah, almost, good. it's been almost a month for me post COVID, so I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. Omar Hernandez could, says top three unhealthy yeah. snacks. I mean, I could talk about that all day long, folks. <laughs> uh, but you they're have all to they're all unhealthy healthy. first. Yeah. 
Yeah, mine's mine's just gonna be a nice bowl of lard. Doesn't have to sit down, have a nice spoonful of lard before you go to sleep. Just really gets you into that hibernation mode. Uh, oh, that, that's probably number one if we pick that one. We also yeah. got top three Nick Cage films, just top films. Goblin asked, I think me, what's the Macbeth poster in the back? That was actually the first um production I was in when I moved to Toronto. So. Really? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. I did a production of uh, Macbeth. I played Malcolm, who's the he. He. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Macbeth, I think you know the statute of limitations on that is is out because it's been about four hundred years. So I'm going to spoil it for you. But if you, if you're worried about that sort of thing, you can you, you can stop now. Um, Malcolm is the guy who he's one of the he's one of Duncan's sons. So he becomes king mm. at the end when ah. when uh, Macbeth is dethroned, basically. Mm. Top three movies bef from before 1970s. Another one oh, that, wow. that just popped up for me. <laughs> Omar wow. says spoilers. No, I've, I warned you. I warned you, Omar. I warned you. <laughs> I did warn you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to be in a production of Romeo and Juliet in high school, and I, you'll never guess the role I had. Are you ready? What role did you have? Guess, guess, guess. <laughs> it's got to be Juliet, no? Were you Juliet? No, no. God, Were you no. Paris? No. I was um, the prologue. Oh, nice. I, I I read all the bits where I got to do my, you know, you know, nice. talking to the audience. I got to just be a non-character. Awesome. Two households, right? Yeah, Both households. alike in dignity. That was yours? Both alike in dignity. Yes, that's me. <laughs> nice. I love it. That's so that's cool. Hilarious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got some really fun uh, things. Uh, folks, I don't know. Top three movies before 1970. Uh, top three unhealthy snacks. Top three Nick Cage films are just top mm -hmm. three films. Mm -hmm. uh, top three non-human species, top three birthday ages, <clears throat> and um, I think that's it. Top three uh, unhealthy snacks, of course. I mean, spoiler alert, um, Chris is Ray. Lard is number one. Is number one. Yeah, so. Lard is number one. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, I, I'd like to, but I'll refine it. It's no longer a bowl of lard. It's a bucket of lard. <laughs> a bucket of lard. Oh, even better. Uh, yeah, a nice bucket of lard. Let me go <clears> here. My, and open that's my this. nickname in high school. Um, let me see if I can do a poll from, uh, so what we're doing folks, you're seeing this on the Robert Runs Through channel. There's again, all this behind the scenes stuff. I'm actually mm -hmm. shooting for my channel because we're having so many tech issues this morning that I don't know if this is going to work, but Hey, I'm going to start a poll and we're going to see if it works. So, um, Chris or Kimberly, could you let me know what, <laughs> what was on the poll again? What were the options? Okay. Um, yeah, the stuff Top that was on the options. Snacks. Yeah. Top three movies before 1970. Nick Cage films are just films. Yeah. Let's go Nick Cage films. Non-human species. And then, of course, top three birthday ages. Yeah, um, I'm up do... for Nicolas Cage films. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've seen a lot. I've seen oh, okay. them, uh, almost all. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board. <laughs> okay. I, I want to see if, I... if this will work. Let's see. I'm going to start a poll. Is there a poll showing in the uh, chat right now, folks? Let me know. Mm, I'm I'm giving it a few seconds to see, but uh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen. It I, yet. I do love. I do love. Uh, uh, Omar says Chris is ruining my R and R experience today. I know. I'm sorry. That's that's what you get when they invite me on as a as a guest star. With, and then Goblin says, with a comb, yeah. with a comb instead of a spoon. That's how you 
absolutely. <laughs> you you seem like the most refined lard eater. I feel like I have found my my people here, Goblin. <laughs> of course, you must eat it with a, with a comb because that's how you get all the all the little yes. you can lick in between the <laughs> the brushes. Get okay. all the get all the good juicy bits. <laughs> so apparently, uh, Twitch is not going to work. Uh, or the pulsal in honor of the birthday person here. Uh, yeah, I think Kimberly gets to choose because Kimberly, it is her birthday. Your choice today. What yeah. are we going to be doing the top three on today? Well, I love snacks. I don't know. Um, this may sound really, really weird, but I don't know if I can compete with your unhealthy snacks. So I feel like that would be a slightly <laughs> lackluster uh, <laughs> top three for me. But I, I have seen, like I said, a lot of Nick Cage films. So okay. let's go with top three Nicolas Cage movies. All right. <laughs> top three Nick this Cage movies. This is the definitive list. Now, yeah. wow, there, there's so many. Like, have you... I, I, does I know, know number how many one. Films? It's a couple of dozen, uh, dozens of films, right? That yeah, let been, me see. Uh, yeah. Okay, so six, no, one, well, I'm, two, three, four, I'm gonna five, say, six, seven. I'm going to say over 100. That's what my guess. 40, wow. I think there, you think 100? I have 45 that I just wow. counted. Um, uh, his yeah. IMDb credits. Well, I mean, it's like. They have it, more? It, oh, and I have Well, more. his IMDb credits, he's not like starring in, right? But uh, in, in all of them, right? Because that includes oh, the oh. earliest projects. But he has 107 on IMDb oh. as different wow. projects. Okay. So, folks, we're going to discuss and let us know in chat what your favorite Nick Cage movies are. I mean, for me, the top, <clears> the top off the top of my head, like, I always love his turn in Face Off. I thought he was so over the top and it was such a fun movie. And I'm, you know, the when he plays John Travolta and vice versa, it's like, it's just pure comedy. But that's the first one off the top of my head. Then uh, you have the classic, um, The Rock. I mean, I love 80s, 90s, mm -hmm. cheesy action mm -hmm. films. I mean, that, that's my that's my sweet spot. Um, but, I mean, I guess we could go serious and talk about leaving Las Vegas. I mean, talk about a buzzkill. Um you know, I already know. I already know what the number one is. Although really? I feel like Kimberly, Kimberly, as the guest, gets as as the as the yeah. birthday star, her special day gets to solidify our number one. I yeah. feel she is the expert. Wait, I believe. So, so we have to collectively, as a group, come up with our top three. It's not my top three and then your top threes. Yeah, we each. Yeah, uh, you could override, like honestly. But you're the guest. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do something new just for you, Kimberly. It's your birthday. You can override that if you want. I'm yeah, okay you can override it, hundred yeah. percent. Although Goblin did just put in a really, honestly, I might have to change my 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 pick. Really? Because that's uh, I got two. Oh, okay. I've got two that should be okay. number one. Okay. Because. Man, Nick Cage movies are great. Someone, someone was also saying that yeah. Goblin was saying Renfield looks yeah. terrible, but because it's Nick Cage, it's probably great. <laughs> I think Renfield looks exceptional. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, okay, I can and... talk about. It. I've seen Renfield. Yeah, oh, yeah. have you? Talk oh, about yeah, it. was yeah. it good? Yeah, so it's good, and there are some wonderful supporting casts that you don't know about if you haven't really seen a lot cool. of promotions or trailers. And I was surprised time and again. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this person was in it or that person. So lots of wonderful uh, supports. I like Nicholas Holt so much. I think he yeah. has a real range. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then Nick Cage, perfect as Dracula. I mean, just perfect. So I, <laughs> you have to fall into it. It's really silly, but it's also fun. It's very, very fun. Right. So, awesome. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I think out of all the movies that are out right now, I would go mm -hmm. see Renfield mm -hmm. just Absolutely. like over anything. Yeah. Well, over John Wick 4? 
over John Wick Four, I'd wow. see Redfield, even though even though like I really want to see John Wick Four, and I haven't yet, and that, and, and I loved all the first three, I would pick Redfield for sure. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I, I respect yeah. that. We've got some great uh, suggestions in chat. Uh, Andrew yeah. Scott says Wild at Heart. Uh, Salnit mm-hmm. says uh, Raising Arizona, a classic yeah. film. Oh, for sure, love it. Gone in sixty seconds. Shout out. Honestly, seconds. that was that was yeah. front of mind as yeah. well. Oh, what's the one where he plays that guy? Who could, next, next was so dumb. It was very fun. He could see the future, and so he would like oh, send himself forward in the future. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he was like trying to defuse a bomb, and so it was just him like sending himself forward in the future, and then <laughs> exploding all the bombs, and then like, okay, well I'll go this direction because that's the direction where I don't die. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> so dumb. Um, Goblin's oh. asking, what's the one with an angel? Oh, um. City of Angels, yeah. right? Wasn't that City of yeah, Angels yeah. with Meg Ryan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was based on, that was like a remake of like a, a, a European film, right? Like a French film or something? I, I forget. It was like, I don't I know. I forget too. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I was yeah. going yeah. to date myself when I was going to tell you when I saw that movie, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Con Air, has anyone mentioned Con Air? Yeah, there yeah, was a Con, Con Air. Con Air. That's got to be Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a big one. That's um, one of my no, two. That's one of my I two that I yeah. The one movie that I haven't seen of his that I uh, saw an extended you know clip from because I saw an interview with with him recently because of Renfield um, is the unbearable weight of massive talent. And I have mm. to say, it you haven't seen that yet. Hilarious! No, it's I haven't. Really seen it. good. It's really oh, really it good. So good. Yeah. So that one is missing from my my selection list because I haven't seen it yet. But it looks nice. a riot. I mean. Oh, that's good. Oh. That's good information for me to know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to... <laughs> so, okay, Kimberly. So again, you're the you're yeah. uh, our birthday guest. What? So mm-hmm. we're, well, okay. I, I'm gonna. I I want to go. Uh, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. I want. I would love to see Face Off on the list. You're saying um, Face Off on the list? That's, that's your official pick. Yes. Yeah. All right. Pick. Your official pick is Face Off. That's a good official pick, Ruel. Uh, we've got you, plenty. Well, one thing about Face Off is that I. My parents almost bought, I haven't seen it and I really need to, but my parents almost bought it for me because I had uh, jaw surgery back in like 2011. Oh, because I, 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 yeah, they broke my jaw in three places because they needed to like reconstruct my, uh, my bite because I had an open bite. My teeth weren't like they couldn't Whoa. touch. Um, yeah, so it was always, it was, it was planned. I normally like to pretend that I got hit, hit in the face with a brick and then I was, there's a big heroic story, but it was just, you know, it, it wasn't, it was just cosmetic, uh, so that I could chew things. Right. So I never was able to eat an apple before cause like I couldn't connect. Uh, anyway, my parents almost got me that, uh, as like my recovery movie <laughs> because they thought it would be funny. And I, I was upset that they didn't uh do that because my face had been completely you know reconstructed but they got me misery instead so <laughs> i felt that was that was apt <laughs> yeah they were between those two so that's why face off i need to see it and, oh, and has yeah. a now we know where you get your heart. sense of humor chris this, that's, that's so great oh yeah God. it was very it was probably my one of my dad's best jokes i think that I he's would. ever done okay yeah. so for, for uh, us, uh, nick okay. cage movies what do we, what do you got chris? yeah okay my so, number two then is is um um, it will, we'll give you the number one, Kimberly, but yeah. my number two will be The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, 
it's oh, it's so good great. it's oh, so it good yeah you should definitely see it it's just okay. like so fun I'm so funny so yeah. yeah 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 that was that was immediately that jumped to mind and then yeah. i had an i had an alternate but we'll see if you make that the number one which i hope you do yes all right oh Emily. boy no pressure go. or you can override it you can override and have your full three yeah, as well i agree yep it's your birthday i would okay, i would so, love that as well so okay so here's here's the thing i um, this is actually something that I said, hey, uh, husband, we got to do this over uh, Christmas break. And a lot of times we do big projects over breaks because we both teach, um, you know, in our academic year and we're just slammed. So we can't do anything during regular school season. Um, and I said, we need to rewatch every Cohen film from start, blood simple, all the way to finish. Nice. Um, we've seen them all, but we haven't seen them recently. And we were like having, we, I mean, there's some real favorites. I mean, Hudsucker Proxy is just yes. kind of adorable and lovely and charming. And there's just some wonderful stuff they do. Of course, their, their gritty dramas are great too. And so I, I have a Raising Arizona place because of them, but he's also brilliant. I mean, it might be one of his, you know, better, um, you know, acting roles. And so I'm, I'm definitely drawn that way, but I will say that the, and it's been a while since I've seen it. That's why I'm saying it's fuzzy for me. Um, I need to rewatch it. Mm. So my top three, when I thought about Nick Cage stuff, uh, there's the really, most of them are uh, indie. So they're really, really small um, movies. Uh, Mandy is um, the weirdest movie you'll ever see. And he's brilliant in it. There's a scene um, in a, a, bathroom that he does and it's just i don't know i don't know how he does it he's just he's just wonderful like he's just devastated and as but i'd like to bring it down a little um yeah yeah <laughs> no but and then the other one that's kind of weird is a sci-fi uh, movie called um uh, what is it color uh color out of space it's the hardest title to remember wow. and that's a uh, super super small budget but again he does the best work with like just small cast and uh it, it, it's just really really cool so that's that's another one of mine and then another indie that he did recently uh is called pig so oh, those were the three that, that i'm like good? wow nice. yeah yeah it's very good it's, it's i really amazing. wanted to see pig and i really wanted to see mandy <laughs> i haven't heard of the yeah. other one though Color Out of Space, it's based off of a, a really famous short story, uh, you know, sci-fi short story. Um, so it's very supernatural. Cool. Um, but yeah, he just he just gets to, to, to do his Nick Cage. He gets to, you know, like go free and just be himself. And I, I think he really does some great acting that way. So because my movies are so weird and small and no one has seen them, I think I might just go with my Raising Arizona. Nice. <laughs> That's going to be our definitive number one because I know it. I know it's brilliant and I just love the directors too. So nice. yeah. I'm going to go, go with Raising Arizona. <laughs> but for everyone in the know, the side, the real, the real top um, three, yeah. we know yeah. is Mandy, Pig, and Outside color of Color, of color Out of Space. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I've already oh, forgotten. You're correct. It's the worst title. You can't remember it ever. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you, Kimberly, and thank you, Chris. Wow, some yeah. deep cuts there for you folks. What a great list. Um, yeah, so Nick Cage movies, that's the, the definitive list. Thank you again for yeah. uh, turn, um, turning in your Rotto channel points. Folks, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one free one free subscription to a Twitch channel every that's month. True. And we'd love for you to jo um, join here because you get all kinds of good stuff. Uh, check the show notes below for all the freebies that you do, including discounts on Rotto merch. So... 
Wow, that was great. And thank you for the follow gap thing. I want to thank all the new followers here. We're going to get ready to do the show now, folks. What we do is we record this live for YouTube. We're going to be doing our top 12 um, uh, uh, hidden gems from 2021. I almost said we were going to do our top 12 uh, Nicholas Cage films, folks. I, I need to. I <laughs> yeah, need to let's change it. Con Air needs to be on the list. I, I, I'm disappointed that it isn't. I'm really I, I am, am too, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Well, we got Face Off. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. It's a good one. Oh, so good. Um, okay. He did that oh, little tidbit. He did that right after he filmed something else and he used his acting. He like, he like applied it in like the biggest way. He said, I just acted big. Oh, and that's why you get such a wonderful <laughs> performance in face off. Yeah. Nice. It's really cool. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, uh, Kimberly, Chris. So, uh, well, K- Chris, have you seen face off? I haven't, no, because my parents didn't get it for me. No, okay. I saw Misery. Misery is a great movie, too. Tell you what, the next time you break your jaw, I will send you a copy of Face Off. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Kimberly, <laughs> let me ask you this, Kimberly. Who do you think did a better job of portraying each other? John Travolta as Nicolas Cage or Nicolas Cage as John Travolta? Like Nick Cage. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was right? so good everywhere. He was good all of them. He's, He's so, so good. good. You can't yeah. not watch him. Nice. And he plays he plays the baddie, and I I really have a soft spot for villains. I nice. I do. I <laughs> I think they can just be so juicy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was that, this was awesome. So I'm hoping the awesomeness continues into our stream here, our our YouTube uh, recording. I gotta check one thing, folks. We're gonna go over to this scene here. I want to make sure this works. Okay. Hey, we look okay. There's the video. This is not on the list. This is just a video that Richard recently did. Can we get an audio check real quick uh, from Chris first? Uh, folks, can you let us know? No. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay. How are we doing on chat? Anyone say anything in chat? Can you hear Chris? No. Okay. Um, that I think I can fix. Let me see. I got this. Um, what do I need to add? I need... To... Okay. I just jumped in. Okay. I'm going to go to this page. I'm copying a source. Thanks, Rado. Um, let's try this. We're back. And yeah. now you can hear me. See? We just wanted to... We just wanted to really... Yeah, all good. Great. Okay. How are, <laughs> I, how are the levels? I didn't expect that would work. Okay, cool. And then, uh, Kimberly, can we get an audio check too, please? Yeah, absolutely. I have been using my super cool Perk travel mug... And it's kept my coffee blazing hot, nice. and I love it. Like, I've, it's been in here for almost two hours, and it's still just, like, barely oh, really? drinkable. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's okay. fantastic. Cool. It's like a bullet. I love it so much. Okay, can hear Kimberly. <laughs> yes. Okay, the audio is good. Yes. 
I can do this, folks. I can do this. Um, so we ended up getting here. six Nick Cage films, Rado. <laughs> <laughs> the real three. Oh, well, the, that's Kimberly. Oh, Kimberly's pick. Okay. Sure. Okay. But then, but then our fake three. Our well, fake, our fake three based off unbearable weight of great talent. No, what is that again? <laughs> yeah, the unbearable yeah. weight of massive talent. Massive, massive talent. talent. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Raising Arizona. Those are our official. Official. <laughs> official. official. Again, official. Yeah, yeah uh, thanks to our, our birthday uh, guest today. Um, uh, really appreciate it. We are going to get going to this list, folks. So. Uh, as we start this, folks, don't forget, uh, if there are any problems, just uh, hit a sticker that says, hey, listen, and we'll we'll check the issues. If anyone comes in to raid from another channel, please uh, let them know what's going on. We're recording this for YouTube. And uh, if you have any questions, we're going to do, we'll, if we have time, we'll do a Q&A afterwards and hang out with y'all. Uh, start your question with a question mark. It goes into a little queue on our little chat feature here, and we'll pop those up uh, later on. Okay. Uh, somebody, somebody was uh, saying that my image was delayed from audio, but uh, what can you do? Okay, yeah, it's it'll have glitches every now and then, I believe. But... Yeah, maybe it'll catch up. Maybe it's a Discord thing. Maybe it's a connection yeah, thing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But thank now you. We... But thank you. That's that's very helpful. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it, friends. All right. Um. So what we're gonna do? Uh, we're gonna start with um, um, you know, the intro which Richard's doing, and just a short intro, and then we'll got. We're going to uh, talk uh, just a quick uh, brief introduction to Kimberly, Chris, myself, and then we do the list. And um, any questions from my co-host today? Uh, Chris or Kimberly, any questions? Nah. I'm excited to yeah. talk about Kimberly and Perk Coffee. <laughs> Such a professional. I'm really excited to hear everyone's list because yeah. I know Richard's going to be very – he's just going to – I almost picked different games because I knew he was going right? to be here. And yeah, I, knew I was, he was thinking the same get... thing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, friends. <laughs> Let's get going. We we shall see. And again, chat. We will uh, catch up with y'all uh, in a few. Um, I don't know in a few moments. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And hey, everybody! Episode sixty-two of the R and R and R show is brought to you by Perk Coffee. And right now, you can get fifteen percent off your next order if you head over to perk.rado.com. And you might want to check it out because this coffee is so good, it's brought a special guest host to the show. And without any further ado, let's go. And welcome, friends. Uh, this is a special show uh, today of the R&R show. Um, it's the top 12 hidden gems from 2021. And then uh, this is, and I don't know, okay, folks, I totally blew it. One of my, so, we're going to redo this intro. Um, we had Nick Cage films uh, here, and it threw me off. Chris and Kimberly, were you able to hear the audio for that commercial? Uh, I heard it on Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, friends in chat, would you? Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, sorry about that glitch. Uh, something happened here. I think we're, we're good to go. Thank you, Forrest of Glass. I love you too, friend. Appreciate that. Uh, audio was low, but there for us. Okay, I'm going to... That, that's yeah, what I was afraid of. Yeah, I was, I was really afraid of that uh, audio thing there. Okay, we're, we're good. Uh, let me switch over here. Wow. This is why we get paid the big bucks, folks, to, uh, you know, take care of all Rado this. Rado says, oops, I'll be sure to turn off the avatars for the live show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> um, let's. Do we have a Battle Royale to lead into it, or are we just going to go right into it? Oh, we can go right. right into it. Yeah, we need to... Uh, Let's do Battle Royale. You know, y'all Let's been do Battle so Royale. Chris, do you know how to do that? Can you do that in chat, please? Or um, 
It's I, just... I don't, but somebody can. Is it exclamation battle royale? Yep, with an E at the end. That's it. Oh, Rado already did it. The battle royale is starting. Has begun. Thank you, Richard. Let's do it. All right. Okay, now here's the thing. Fix this, hopefully. Do I have an avatar today? Let's see. Because I'm gonna win this time. I feel Wait, it. What are we? Are we playing something? Oh, no, it's the, I guess we the, should have people are fighting off <laughs> down below. Down below, they're fighting off. All the little avatars are beating each other up to to be, to, to reign supreme. And do you know what? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for my for anyone who um who loves the lard bucket. That's what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for. I was laughing. I forgot if I said that. But, oh, board game geek is coming in. Hey, all right, hey, board game geek. We are just about to start the show. Uh, we're about to start a live recording of uh, the show that's going to be up on YouTube right now. The battle royale is happening. Look at all these bombs. What is going on? We got Billy Pratt and we got uh, someone who I can't read. <laughs> and they're, honestly, they're just making peace. They're okay. making peace. Nothing's cool. going to happen. Oh, I take it back. I take it back. Congratulations, KCI, for winning the Battle Royale. All right, KCI. Thanks, Board Game Geek, for being here. We're just about to start the show of uh, the top 12 hidden gems from 2021. Uh, And throughout that, just so you know, since we're recording for YouTube, we won't interact with the chat too much, but we can still see you. So be sure to still comment because I like reading along and and feeling not as alone as I feel when the cameras turn off. All right. Thanks to you, Board Game Geek. You're here. (laughs) Thank you, Board Game Geek. I'm going to turn this stuff off. Uh, we're getting ready to go into this screen, and uh, we've got a little intro from Richard. We're going to get into it, and uh, here we go, folks. Um, here we go. Hey, everybody. Episode 62 of the R&R and r Show is brought to you by Perk Coffee. And right now, you can get 15% off your next order if you head over to perk.rotto.com. And you might want to check it out because this coffee is so good, it's brought a special guest host to the show. And without any further ado, let's go. And welcome, folks, to the R&R and r Show the special guest that Richard was talking about is right here, and apparently it's someone's birthday as well. Welcome, Kimberly Tolson from Tabletop Tolson. How are you? Hi, everybody. Thank you. This is really exciting. I'm I'm super happy I had the break in my schedule to come and join you. Nice. Really appreciate it. And, of course, as always, the wonderful Chris George of A Room and a Board. Chris, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, especially because Kimberly is here. I am so <laughs> thrilled to have her on here, and because now we can finally get some class up in right. these R and R shows. You know? Finally, it's been such a can, long time. Yep, it's, with us, the riffraff, we we finally got somebody with with poise and esteem and yes. great opinions and i'm just very excited that this episode will be the best one ever because of that yeah, exactly Ooh. and we have a new sponsor as you show as saw there in the uh intro folks for mm-hmm. coffee um kimberly we are both fans of coffee drinking coffee and enjoying it um yes. we actually got to talk about this a little while ago um we are both really enjoying this uh perk coffee and i'm I've got my mug. I've got my shirt. I'm repping. I, I love it so much. Um, I'm drinking uh, right now. They actually have instant coffee. I I usually don't drink oh, instant cool. coffee, but I had to try it. Um, they've got little boxes of instant coffee out uh, of some of their yeah. you know most it's popular products. Yeah, you got it too. Awesome. Um, yeah. 
I'm having right now, Kimberly, I have the Brazil blend. That's been my favorite uh, to go oh, to these yeah. last couple of weeks. What about you? What are you drinking? So right now I'm actually having the new, uh, I got um, a new one. Where, where are you? So the Brazil smooth and nutty. I love it's slightly off the screen because of the cut, yeah. um, but I'm doing this guy right now, which is, um, it says fruit cocktail and dark chocolate. And it, I mean, they really are so true to their little tiny description. Like if you yeah. want a vibrant and fruity or if you want a mellow or sweet, I mean, like it just has the hint of that. But I, I've been drinking it for weeks now and yeah. I've actually had one of the instant <laughs> coffees. And it's it's great because I do mine. I get full beans and then I, I grind them. So if I don't want to go through the whole <laughs> rigmarole of getting my coffee ready, yeah. That instant is uh, 12 ounces of, of yum, and it's yeah. no mess. So I, I really enjoy that, too. Super I easy, agree. but I and do. Yeah. I, I've been, that you know, sounds delicious. Fruit yeah. cocktail? Right. And a coffee? <laughs> that, that, that might make me a coffee drinker. I'll tell you. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm too energetic as it is. If I had caffeine, I would be off the walls. Mm. But... Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm I can honestly say that Perk Coffee is my favorite coffee producer out there. Nice. I can say that. <laughs> I can say that because they're interested in supporting a board game channel. So if I'm yeah, going to start drinking coffee, that. if yeah. I want to start drinking coffee, obviously I'm going to go support the people who are supporting the things that I like. Right. Right. And Chris, you so know, even that's if you like don't a legitimate coffee. thing. Yeah. And even if you don't even like with coffee my funny, because it yeah. makes you too wired, we, they have decaf as well, you know, for those times when you just want the, you know, enjoy yeah. the taste and don't need all the caffeine. The the I can testify to, you know, the decaf is just as delicious. It's really good flavor. And, you know, Kimberly, I, I love how you say it's 12 ounces of, uh, of goodness and yumminess. It really is. And the little descriptions, you know, you brought that up as far as, you know, <laughs> they really do hold true to what they say. So the Brazil... Um, some people have called me this. It's smooth and nutty. Uh, it's really, you know, <laughs> good stuff. I really enjoy this every Sunday yeah. morning. Now, I have my ritual. I have my Sunday crossword paper. I have a nice hot cup of uh, coffee. And these days, it's uh, the Brazil from Perk. So, folks, and check it out. Uh, be sure lucky, to use... you get the donut. <laughs> oh, yeah. And within the donut, too. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you know my routine better than yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. I always have the, the donut and the coffee and yeah. the crossword. Uh, yeah. But friends, uh, be sure to uh, check that out. You can get a 15% uh, discount uh, using the uh, Rotto Runs Through uh, um, code, which is RRT15 over there when you check out at the uh, website. We'll, we'll run it again at the end of the show. But enough yeah, about Yeah, seriously, coffee. you're going to yeah. be drinking coffee anyway. Let's let's be honest. You might as well get the coffee from someone who supports board gaming. Exactly. Let's Come on. Our, our come fellow on, board game uh, people, uh, of, of course. Um, but hey, let's move on to these top 12 hidden gems that we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, this is exciting. Um, Kimberly, it's her first time on the show, and I'm excited to hear what she has on the list. And we have Richard join us as well uh, via the uh, magic of video. So, folks, we're going to get into it. And um, Kimberly, it is, uh, you know, it's you're the guest. It's your special day. So we're going to have you kick things off uh, with the, the number is number 12 on the list, please. I believe uh, we we do have 12. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's let's get, That's let's get this party five, started. Five, four. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh. Um, my 12, which is my third favorite, correct? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Because um, we each get three. Is 
is a um, real-time dexterity game, and already I've lost like 75% of board gamers. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's it's just delightful, and it was designed by a really, really good friend who has just blown everyone away um, with another game that we might be more familiar with. His name is Eric Royce, and the game is For Science. Oh, cool. I've heard really good things. I haven't played it. Yeah. So For Science is a cooperative game, and it's timed. And what you're doing is you've got these, like, um, scientific or medical uh, design plans that you have to uh, put together. I guess disease and mutation, but it's all, like, kind of a biology-based theme. And these cards you add to... Uh, collective areas and they're going to tell you that you have to build certain like children's building blocks on top of and in an order of like three different bases and you have to build it and then build and then build and after you think you've built it in real time while the timer's going you have to say uh, I need I need someone to check this someone needs to come and check my work because in science you have to like double check everyone's work Uh, And so then someone has to leave what they're doing because you're all working at the same time and they have to come over and they have to make sure that everything's right. And you would be surprised how many times you've got something wrong and they either say, (laughs) yes, you got it or no, go back and fix it. And there are going to be these mutations that give you like restrictions or requirements that make it that much harder. And you're just working together with just these chunky blocks. And boy, is it fun. I mean, it's just you lose your first game like you just you just do there's no (laughs) there's no way that first time you can make it under the the pressure but the better you get at it the better you communicate then you can start adding all these different restrictions different shapes and lowering your time limit to kind of give you more of a challenge it's loads loads of fun nice awesome so just uh, in the video here watching uh we're watching a (laughs) clip from shut up and sit down they actually did a comparison (laughs) with uh rush md which we showed in the start of the video but here is first science i'd never heard of this game camera so this is a great hidden gem um Mm -hmm. i had no idea this game existed yeah i actually got to play a prototype version of it because when i go to the conventions i get to see uh, eric there um, and we all know um, it's Spirit Island. Uh, yeah, is what yep. he's more known for. Uh, but this is just a real, a real treat. And nice. again, you know, it's the the real time. But I do like the cooperative. Um, but it's just, it's just a real treat. Awesome. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've, um, I've heard I, really good. I've heard really good things. It, it was it was on my list that I hoped would be on someone's list, but I couldn't pick it because uh, <laughs> I, I had never played it. But I was like, yes, I hope yeah. somebody picks this because I figured I'd, yeah. we might see it on here. Cool. Well, and it's below three thousand on BGG. It's worth yep. mentioning that that was kind of our our bar, right? Anything mm. for a lot of hidden gems, you go below a thousand. We're like, nah, we're going below three thousand here yeah. in the year twenty twenty one, and like that that. Is is bananas to me. That's something that there, there are so many really good games that just I think haven't had enough ratings to push them up or or enough people playing them. Right. So yep. that's why yeah. we really felt that they were the truest hidden gems. Yes. So right. yeah. yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Chris. That's so true. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, we're go- we're diving deep for y'all folks. So that's why these are yeah. true hidden gems. Uh, so that's a great one. Number twelve for science. Uh, Chris, we've yeah. got uh, number eleven from you, my friend. Yeah, my number, um, our number eleven. Yes, you know, my third, 
the the ones that I pick, they they just happen to go in further away from three thousand. So this one's sitting at uh, I was just looking it up, uh, three thousand one hundred and seventy seven, or at least it was when I was making the list. Perhaps mm-hmm. things have shifted. Uh, and this one I think deserves to get a little bit more recognition. My friend introduced this to me, and he was really enjoying it. And that is uh, by uh, Reiner Knizia, the Lost Cities Roll and Write. Oh, so. Yeah, Lost Cities Roll and Write. If you've played Lost Cities, that's the two-player card mm-hmm. game where you're going on those expeditions and it's kind of this back and forth of of what mm-hmm. do you do. And if, if you commit to an expedition, you have to kind of progress a certain amount of time along with it in order to get points or else you're going to get negative points. And so it's this push of, do I have enough cards to commit to this expeditions? Will I draw the right cards? Basically a 50-50 chance when you get to, to Lost Cities. Mm-hmm. And for this one, uh, they've ne- Reiner Knizia has now converted into a roll and write with that same premise but you're going to roll the six dice there's going to be six dice three symbols three numbers as uh richard's doing on the screen right now maybe i don't know i thought i'd time it out uh, it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> and is. you as as the person get to choose the uh one number and one symbol and you put it at the bottom of the track and if you put like a zero you can give yourself a double multiplier but be careful because if you don't get enough up the track, then you're going to lose more points, right? So it follows the very same premise. Uh, and and what I do like about it is that it is it, this would be a really good introductory roll and write for people. It feels very much like a mini game in Gonchon Clever, or that's really clever, or that's so clever, whatever it is. Um, and it gives me it gives me those vibes. And my friend uh, introduced it to me. He's like, "Oh, this was actually really fun. We played it. It's just super light." super easy right there's there's three things you have to keep track of keep your numbers low at the start keep progressing up there's these little arrows that if you go on you can trigger you can write that same number in any column you want and then there's monitoring these little artifact symbols that you're trying to collect as well and you're just trying to get up the highest on all the tracks as possible but it's just like very simple really slick roll and write i'm surprised it's down below the three thousands i can see I can see like it, it's not going to get into the top 100, but it's it's just like light and refreshing. And for me, I think I think I might like it more than Lost Cities. I I like Whoa. Lost Cities. Okay, but but for for me, it basically I know I know that's a that's a radical statement, um, and that's kind of why I wanted to put it on because I could make that radical statement because I want it to be edgy. Um, <laughs> but for me, I I like that in Lost Cities. I, for, it always feels like a 50-50 chance. And so I, I I push my luck all the time in that game when I shouldn't. But because I know I'm just going to keep drawing cards. And eventually I might get that card that I need. You know what I mean? And the timing yeah. is interesting yeah. for there. Here you have that same timing element, but it doesn't feel like that 50-50 chance. It feels like a wider potential of probability and, and potential of, of decisions to make. And I think that's what I liked more about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want that head-to-head, am I holding on to the card that they need style? Well, then you want Lost Cities, the, the card game. Right. But, uh, or yeah, just Lost Cities. But Lost um, City. yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's my that's that's our number eleven is nice. the Lost Cities Roll and Ride. I was surprised to see it below three thousand. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say it. 
I, I was too. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised uh, because I know the Lost Cities franchise is very, very yeah. popular. And again, yeah. Chris, you, you had me at Kinesia. You know, you put the Kinesia there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all about it. I've enjoyed, like, Lost Cities is uh, an all-timer for me. And I actually enjoy yeah. the Roll and Write and the board game as well. Have you have either mm. of you played the board game version of it? I haven't played the board game, no. Yeah, it's, it retains the same thing, you know, that, that sort of like push your luck and, you know, trying to climb up the ladder of numbers. And um, I thought the Roll and Write, like you said, Chris, it's light and breezy and it's, you know, yeah. I like the fact that, I don't know, you know how most rolling rights these days, you have to have some kind of way to mitigate dice and like all that. I yeah. like the fact that the good the good doctor said, no, you're going to go with these dice and that's it. You know, you got to make a choice, <laughs> yeah, it, you know? It's whatever happens, happens. Yep. It feels like, yeah, it really feels like one aspect of like a Gonshan Clever game. And so right. my, my friend who introduced was like, this is amazing. I was like, okay, well then your next step is X, right? Like it's the, it feels like the previous one before that. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to say I really, really like Lost Cities. That was actually the very first board game I ever played with my husband. I never played as a Euro, like a Euro game. Like I played games growing up as a kid, but that was like the first game I ever played. And so that holds a a near and dear space in my heart. Um, And I got to play a game or two of uh, the dice game. And I found uh, the, the dynamic of the choices that it's not necessarily built into the deck with just exactly this number in this color. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I was so used to. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it was a little too wild, but I, I do yeah. appreciate the breezy <laughs> uh, nature of it. And, and I do enjoy that challenge. I think it's just such a great uh, core system. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. 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 You know that Dr. Kinesi is just a wild one, folks. Um, let's move on to our <laughs> number 10. Uh, this is my choice for our list. Uh, this one, I I think this is such a fantastic game. It is um, a card drafting game, a set collection game called Enchanted Plumes. Uh, this was released um, a couple of years ago, and I actually did a run through of it uh, with my um, uh, family over on my channel when we first started streaming on uh, Twitch, actually. So there you are. Um, you're drafting these. Uh, you're basically making peacock feathers. You're making the, uh, the plumes, uh, adding them to them. As you can see there... You start by drafting these cards. They're all different colors and numbers. And for you, my fellow colorblind player um, uh, players out there, they do have really cool graphics and icons that really make it easy to determine, you know, what's green, what's red, and so forth. But what you're doing is drawing these things, and you're making these uh, uh, peacocks. They're feathers. You can make them any, you know, uh, size you want. But as you start the row. That first row, those are negative points. So you need to build like in a reverse pyramid, as you see there. And uh, the reverse pyramid works like the ones in front of the back row are going to be worth positive points. And you keep going and going until there's like, you know, a certain, uh, you go through most of the deck, there's a certain like peacock that shows up. Okay, that's the end of the game. So you're not really sure when the timing the game is going to end. But oh man, it's beautiful on the table. It's got one of those, uh, you know, for a card game, it's got presence, right? I mean, you look at this, it's, oh, it's just gorgeous. And the me- mechanisms are really easy to, uh, to get. It's basic set collection, but it's got that push your luck element because you can, you know, figure out a way or you, you have uh, options where you can draw off the deck or you can, you know, slide cards over, bring some in and you're going to, you know, reveal some. It's like, oh, am I going to get stuck with this? Because if I do, I'm going to have to start a new peacock. And if I start a new peacock and feathers, those are negative points. But I'm trying to get the ones that are going to be positive points by lining up. You know, of course, you know, you have to have them in ascending order or descending order. I forget. And you have to have the right, the same colors to score. 
It's so good. It's a small box game and sort of like, you know, Lost Cities by our friend Dr. Kinesia. It's got tension built throughout the game uh, using such a simple system of just, you know, drafting cards and making peacocks. That's why I chose this as our number 10 uh, for Hidden Gems of 2021. Um, cool. Any, uh, have y'all played this one or heard of it? Never. No, I've heard of it, even but, heard but of I haven't it. played it. No. Yeah, this is from uh, Calliope Games. They do, you know, uh, things like Roll For It and also, um, mm. I, f- I forget some of the other games they do. Oh, Suro. Some some games that are very, you know, gateway. Yeah. And yeah, I would call this a gateway game, but it's uh, got some really nice strategy and depth to it. So that's why I think it's a hidden gem of uh, 2021. Okay. Nice. So that's our number 10. Let's move on over to our number nine. Uh, joining us from the wonderful world of video is our friend Richard. Take it away, Richard. Okay, everybody, I'm about to let you know about number nine on the list, which I'm very excited about. But honestly, folks, there were so many games. I have like a list of 16 hidden gems from 2021 that I would like to talk about, and I had to narrow it down to fit within the parameters of this list. And um, if you want to know more, if this is just starting to whet your appetite about other games that you might have missed, in addition to these 12, you can hit that eye up on the top right corner screen, or you can follow the links down in the show notes to go to the extended edition of the R&R&R show, episode 62. R-Cubed Extended Edition is great, because not only do you get everything we're talking about right now, but um, there is a pre-show where Kimberly and Chris and Ruel talked about all kinds of stuff, and chit-chatted and did special segments, and then in the post-show, well, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm telling you, I'll tell you about all 16 of the games that were on my shortlist. I'll rapid-fire through them. But that's if you want to go the extended version, hit that I, follow the links down in the show notes. If you just want to know about the best of the best, you're in the right place already. So let me tell you about number nine, Terra Futura. Now, this is a sweet, fast-playing, almost filler-length engine builder that is so crunchy and heavy and tension-filled. I love it to pieces. It made my initial top 10 of 2021, in fact. It was so good. And what is it? Well, it's a very simple game all about trying to build up the infrastructure for your country to fulfill the needs of your people while also not destroying the planet. And every turn, you're simply going to draft a card that could be a resource-producing thing like a wind farm or, or regular farms or mining operations, whatever, or actual industries uh, that are all about converting the raw resources into the stuff that our population needs. Sometimes producing uh, pollution, sometimes not, depending on how it goes. Here's the trick, though. You're going to grab one of the cards that are on display, you're going to slot it into somewhere, your choice, on a 3 by 3 grid. The game is over once you have played 9 cards. Now, when you put the card down, you're going to activate it and do whatever it says, and you will also, in whatever order you want, activate everything in the same row and the same column. And that's the secret sauce that makes this game so compelling. Because the first couple turns, hey, I play one card, I activate it. I play another card, now I activate both. But then, once you start putting your third and your fourth and your fifth card down, you're trying to lay this grid out so that you can basically activate multiple cards that can feed each other. This one generates stuff, this one converts it into points, and oh my gosh, this third one sets me up for another round, etc. But there's an extra twist too, because as part of setup, each player has two end game cards. And these end game cards have two elements. They One of the elements says, hey, at the end of the game, after you've played your, nine by, your three by three grid, and you've done everything you can, 
pick a couple more cards, maybe sometimes three cards, and activate them again for a big, super, mega blowout end turn. Now, the other thing on these end cards are, hey, get extra points for having these particular combinations of resources, this type of set collection. And you have two of these cards. And throughout the game, you're constantly thinking, at the end of the game, I'm going to play one of these end cards for the in-game bonus points, uh, You know, so I have different set collection needs. I'm going to play the other card to do the big, super monster bonus turn. And the thing is, you might be building your grid with that super monster bonus turn in mind, knowing that the other end card is going to be how you score points. But then you realize, I'm not going to get enough resources to get enough sets off this other card. I need to swap these two, which means all of a sudden, you might go to doing a completely different layout. This game is so simple. Very short rule set, and yet so rich, so tension-filled, um, and so much to consider with every single card you grab, and every single card you play, and every single card you activate in these bit. As the game goes on, you just get bigger, more powerful combo turns, you know, culminating in a big super monster turn, almost like a final boss fight at the end of the game. And I absolutely love it to pieces. I can't believe. It is only number 9,889 on BoardGameGeek. I believe that's because it's from a fairly small independent publisher and it got a very small limited release at Essence Spiel. So it might be kind of hard to get your hands on it, but folks, you can watch my run-through. I think it is well worth it. Terra Futura. Okay, what's next? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wow. Uh, this is a game I had no idea. I had never heard of this game. Um... Yeah, but it seems like my jam, mm-hmm. tile lane and resource management. I'm all about that. Yeah, you better you better steal Richard's copy right away. <laughs> get, him to, yeah. get him to send it to you. <laughs> right. Um, have either of you heard or played this game? I hadn't. Neither. No. Yeah, that makes well, me very excited. Yeah. When so, I. Uh, yeah. That's that's why they're hitting gems, folks. Yeah. Yeah, nine thousand on the list, but it it does. It looks really appealing. It's got that whole grid. Uh, you know, management that I think mm-hmm. is is yeah. super hot right now. So uh, two years ago now. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, what a, what right. a pick. Yeah, it's yeah. funny how you know it was. It's only two years ago, and yet it's totally been forgotten or just even never heard of. So <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a great way to to dig up those hidden gems. Uh, let's move on to number eight. Uh, back to you, Kimberly. Oh boy. Okay. Is it back to you? Am I doing the numbers right? Yeah. Let's yeah. See. yeah so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, mine is uh, a pick. It is my favorite of um, this this year, but the crazy thing about this is this designer released four games in 2021, and this was my one pick from them that I think just 
blew my socks off. And it's Dr. Steve Finn, and the game is Biblios, Quill, and Parchment. Oh, um, cool. I yeah. Oh boy, I could have easily uh, snuck in the Whatnot Cabinet, Mining Colony, and Manga Parbat because those were just great games. All of which are not—they're—they're—they're they're, they're the hidden gems. They're kind of hidden down there. And again, I think it might be the independent release yeah. um, that that he does. But um, I'm just a huge, uh, you know, Dr. Stephen uh, fan. So in this, it's a roll and write, but it's pretty unique as a roll and write because. It's super, super interactive because in the first, there's eight, eight rounds. And in the first part of the game, you're rolling your own dice and you have a really interesting dice re-roll opportunity of one die of all the dice you roll or all the dice or none of the dice. And so you get to keep what you have and you're making progress in these, uh, you know, little book colors on the, the right side of your player board. And you're also just gaining a bunch of numbers and you're, you're trying to amass bidding points because in the second half of the game which is the last four rounds there's going to be a central play board and in the picture you see in the cutaway it's on the top and there are going to be these dice rolled and you are now going to secretly spend a number of those amassed points to bid for priority and selecting the the row that you want that has the pips and the sides and the bonuses that you want and you're also kind of going around on this little map and finding all the bonuses on a map. And you want to get a lot of the uh, colors on the side because you're going to be earning um, point multipliers based on the dice that are on that very top board. So there's a lot of pecking order. There's a lot of like a race feature. There's definitely that. I'm going to go and take this first before you. And then you're like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So I, I like it. It's just juicy. It's nice. It's straightforward super replayable. There are even multiple sides that you can play on with when it comes to like just a little bit of variety. I mean, just a really, really good game. It, it's it's one of my favorites of his. Nice. I, I'm a huge uh, Dr. Steve fan, <laughs> uh, Steve Finn uh, fan as well. Yeah. And I haven't played this one yet. I, I really enjoyed the original Biblios. So I was yeah, so curious too. as like, how does that work as a roll and write? And just as you're explaining, I was like, oh, that seems really cool. And uh, I'm yeah. gonna tell you this. So it's a hidden gem. It's a hidden gem on my shelf. It's on my shelf of opportunity back here, folks. Uh, somewhere <laughs> I need to dig it up and actually play it. Now that Kimberly's recommended it. So mm -hmm. what about you, Chris? Have you uh, played or, uh, this game? I've no, I haven't played this game, but I saw it when I was scrolling through BGG, and obviously I I looked at it because it said Biblios, and I think that's kind of because uh, I I love the original as well. I think it's such a yeah. slick, yeah. such a great little little auction bidding game. Um, right. And I, I think this is kind of cool when you get those. This is a testament to using that initial IP and changing it into something kind of like Lost Cities, right? Uh, yeah. That changing it into a different format and still keeping its its DNA, but creating a, a whole new, different, exciting experience. And this that sounds exciting to me. I'm happy yeah. that this was the one that you chose, especially out of those four options, because I'm a big Biblios fan. And so I'm nice. I'm yeah, thrilled that it that it that you enjoyed it enough to put it on the list too. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Great choice, Kimberly. Let's uh, move on mm -hmm. to our number seven. I believe it's back to Chris. Yeah. Uh, so my number seven, it's ranked uh, 5,893 on Board Game Geek. And this is, honestly, I don't even know who the publisher is. And I feel bad about that because I should have looked it up beforehand. <laughs> but I'm a bad YouTuber. That's okay. Um, it, this is This is an escape room. It's like a big escape room 
uh, experience over multiple sessions. This is something that my neighbors had and they invited uh, my girlfriend and I to come over and play and my girlfriend loves it and she, she went on and I was busy and they played a section without me and I was jealous. Uh, it's called the Emerald Flame. Uh, the Emerald Flame is what it's called. It's a bit more, it's a bit uh, on the pricier side of like those one-shot escape room experiences, but I feel like you can sort of justify it because there's multiple there's multiple levels, right? There's multiple layers and and there's a lot of really fun components. You'll see this this map that was there. There's a cool thing of having to look at like the different crests on other cards and then lay down like overlaid translucent things. And then you had this one set of beads that you had to figure out how the measurements worked and like connect things around the city. So it's a really like tactile experience and uh, a very well produced experience of, of, a, of an escape room. And the puzzles are challenging. Uh, yeah, decently challenging. And it comes with like a refresh pack in it. I'm fairly certain. Mm. Uh, so all of those reasons, I love that there's a refresh pack because that's one of my favorite things about like the unlock series is that you can pass them on to a friend, right? Yeah. You can trade them out. You can you can experience it. And and you don't like we we were talking a little bit about this in the pre-show about pandemic legacy and, and like tearing components and like damaging components. Mm -hmm. I don't like necessarily yeah. like damaging components. So I like that there's the ability to have this refresh pack in there um and the the yeah the, the puzzles were fun and you know sometimes with escape rooms like we there were four of us and it felt like we all were working on something which isn't something that you can always say about those those larger escape room experiences sometimes it's just like okay two people work and two people watch mm -hmm. but i felt like there was enough here and enough puzzles and enough things to have a tactile experience that um I wanted to give it a shout out because uh, I thought it was really well, really well produced. And if you like that genre, then it's definitely one to take note of. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. There's, there's so many escape room uh, type games nowadays and it's mm -hmm. always good to find, you know, get uh, learn uh, from someone that's actually played them, like which ones are good. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's so many that, that are out there. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So that looks interesting, Chris. I'm glad to, that, yeah. glad you put this on the list. I was yeah, looking, I, I was, Yeah. Sorry, oh, I'm Kimberly, sold. Go ahead. I'm 100% sold. I am, <laughs> I am in that group of people who love to do yeah. those kinds of things, the exits and the unlocks. And mm -hmm. I did the advent calendar from this last year. It's my first time doing an exit oh, advent cool. calendar. Was oh, it good? Made my long list, people. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. going to share his long list. That's yeah. it because it was like every day I look forward to a little puzzle. And the whole thing was just really fun. So I'm I'm in. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Nice. That's on my list. I'm awesome. doing it. Yeah, the advent calendar. I saw the advent calendar was in our criteria too. I was yeah. I was contemplating. I like I didn't I didn't do it, but I know some people who did it as well. Right. I'm thrilled that it was good though. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Okay, continue on the list here. Let's move on with our hidden gems from 2021. Uh, you know, uh, so this is my pick. Uh, we were just talking about Doctor Steve Finn, um, and Kimberly actually called out the game that I've put on the list here. So you're gonna be happy, Kimberly. Our number six is the Whatnot Cabinet. Um, nice. This, I don't, I, I, I love, and you know, Kimberly, also on my uh, long list, well, uh, maybe I'll save it for later um, for the post show. So, <laughs> folks, we record yeah. this live on Twitch, and we do a pre-show and a post-show, so be sure to follow us on Twitch as well to see all the goodies uh, where we talk about the entire list. But the Whatnot Cabinet, oh, you, I mean, it's a beautiful game, mm -hmm. and like other Steve Finn games, 
it plays about 20, 25 minutes, but gosh, the experience is so good. There's so much depth to it. And it's really, it's a simple game. You're just lay, you know, drawing tiles and you have this really cute uh, curios cabinet. You're trying to uh, create a cabinet uh, full of uh, goodies and line them up. So they, you know, certain ones, you want certain colors, certain types rows and columns then you have like um different goals uh, in-game goals that you can do so replayable and it's got that really neat mechanism i, I really enjoy where at, you can see here on the screen where you have a separate board you're going to place your token or your you know a figure on one of those and take that action and sometimes you want to be first sometimes you want to be last uh, other times you want an action that someone's already taken I love that tension. I mean, it's not like a stressful tension, but it's a really nice, oh, what do I do now? I don't want to give up this piece. I really want, you know, the turtle here, or I really want this. Oh, like all of his other games, it just, it flows so well. And again, it's something I can bring to a game night where there's new gamers and also veteran gamers, and we both all mm. enjoy it. That's why it's our number six on Hidden Gems for 2021, The Whatnot Cabinet. Yes, nice. I agree. It's got that, like you said, it's the it's the great tension of what action do you want, but that's going to put you in pecking order for the next round. So do yes. you want to have that priority? Kind of like King Domino where you, yeah. you, know, you draft the top tile, which means you get to, you know, be first next time. Oh, totally. Yes. So, so good. good. So yes. smart. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, Richard's got number five. Let's go see what our friend has on the list. Hey everybody, okay, number five on the list is Dungeon Decorators, which, uh, even though it made my top ten of the year, comes in at a paltry 7,695, as if there's 7,694 games in the industry better. That is not the case, because this is one of my favorite all-time tiling games, and tiling is one of my favorite all-time mechanisms of all time. Now, in this game, we are Dungeon Decorators. We've been hired by really cute, quirky clientele that have unique ways that they want their dungeon built and decorated, and and every round, uh, we're going to do a King Domino-style draft to grab tiles and extend the dungeons we're making for our clients and decorate them. Because the trick of this game is, every tile you grab is two-sided. One side has a dungeon piece on it, either a, a corridor or room, and um, you use that to expand the dungeon and put in different rooms, and you'll make a labyrinth of stuff for adventurers to come and explore in some future game. But you can when you get that tile, you can flip it over to the other side, at which point it's no longer a room or a dungeon. It's decoration icons like uh, spooky cobwebs and torches to keep the place well lit and artifacts and all kinds of things. And the thing is, your clients have particular needs for the type of dungeon you're making, but they also have requests for how it is decorated. And you need to be focusing on trying to balance both of those considerations with every single tile you grab. And the interesting thing is... When you get this tile and you're going to flip it one way or the other, it's almost like you're playing two separate tile land games at once. There's the more traditional one where, yeah, I'm just trying to make a cool dungeon with rooms and corridors and all that kind of stuff, but I've got to leave room. I've got to leave spaces around the corridors and rooms so that I can put the decorations down instead and, um, you know, again, fulfill all those requirements. And this extra level of complexity, again, it's like a double uh, dungeon. 
uh, layer where we're working on two different things at the same time and we've got to make sure they all fit together, this game is fantastic. If you like tile-laying games and you're looking for something really unique and different that is just so much fun and has a really wonderful sense of humor too, all the um, objective cards you can get in the clientele are really clever and very thematic, then might I suggest number five on this list of hidden gems, Dungeon Decorators. Wow. Um, we've got a lot of tile lane games on this list. I love that because I am a huge tile lane fan. Michelle and I love them. And I remember when Dungeon Decorators came out, it felt like to me it came out and then it was just gone. Like I never heard about it. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like uh, Kaiser Soze, you know, just just gone with the wind or whatever. <laughs> um, have, have, did you all get to play this? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I played it because it was on one of Richard's lists and then my husband got it. And so we oh, played okay. it. <laughs> like, Ronald really loved it. And we, we, so we got to play it a couple of times. And yeah, it's got that really satisfying, um, you know, setup, like you talked about where you're, you're building hallways and rooms, but then you have to also plan for those decorations. You have two different objective cards. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, you know, once you've completed something, you just get to, you know, uh, turn it, turn it in and, and get your points for it. Um, cool. But yeah, it's, it's it's really cool, and of course the king domino you, right. picking from the the row, you get to you know yeah. have priority next well, time. But yeah, a lot of good mechanics. Cool, awesome. Okay, yeah. um, let's move on to our number four. Uh, back to Kimberly. I can't believe we oh, only got three boy. each this time. Yeah, this this I know, right? feels boy. like yeah, it feels tough. It feels, you really gotta you really gotta like them. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like my my two and three are uh, justifiable, and my number one is a game that I have a lot of fun in, and that's why I made my number one. Sometimes I think fun might be oh like underrated. I think um, yeah. you know yep. sometimes we just kind of get caught up in oh well this mechanic or oh that theme, and and we really want that to kind of you know marry. And I think this one marries both of those, but it has some wild luck in it, and that might. You know, make that maybe that's why it's a little bit lower on the list. I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, my this actually ranks um, 8,982, so it's closer to to Dungeon Decorators on <laughs> on the list. Uh, so uh, the game is called Rollin' One. Rollin' One. <laughs> <Does> anyone... <Okay. laughs> so it's a golf game, yeah. and you roll dice based on what club you'd like to use and each club is a different sided die that has different images on it so if you'd like uh, first off you have to set up the entire course you can have a par three par four par five. Oh my gosh that's me i love the video <laughs> you, you got your golf course there that's perfect and my dad's golf club. <laughs> oh my gosh so, <laughs> yeah and you set up your 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 course your your hole and uh, you simply will just like set it up and you'll just tee off and you'll most likely have a driver because you want it to go really far. And each of the dice has a different uh, kind of function, but you can keep rolling the die as long as you have a higher number than the previously rolled number. So you can just keep going and keep going on the die. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you're just going to stop because you go into a sand pit, you go into a water uh, or trap or you, you hit, roll off the side of the map and you have to stop and take a, a you know, a, a damage or what is that called? Not a damage. It's whatever it is. Um, but you have to essentially get your, you know, get your ball in the cup. And when you do, uh, then everybody else is going to have uh, negative points based on where they are in pecking order coming in. So it's loads of fun, lots of luck, um, but it's just fun. I just have fun. You have different, you know, 
cards that you can use that okay. manipulate your turn. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I just, it's fun. It's yeah. very, very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am all about this. Kimberly, I've never heard about this game. I'm so excited. I'm literally so Again, we recorded this live. I just went yeah. on trying to find a copy. I want to buy this. I will instant buy it because <laughs> back in the day, I, yeah, it's you know, back in the day, I was a, a weekend warrior, a golfer. I haven't golfed in a while, but you know, I was terrible at it. And I figured with the bad luck with the dice, hey, it's just like the real thing, you know, it's like there you go, ball over the course, you know. So that looks yeah. fun. Oh my gosh, what a great call! Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, have you played, Chris? No, no, no! I haven't. I've, I've played golf, but I haven't played this. I haven't played roll in one. No I, golf what, games. This is unique. What, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love unique themes. Uh, what what really grabbed my attention for that is that you can keep rolling. So I love that sort of can't stop. You, you yep. push your luck oh, like yeah. that. To me, oh, makes it makes okay. it interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so we've got our golf away uh, put away now. Let our clubs away. Let's go <laughs> to our number three. Uh, back to you, Chris. All right, well, this is a bit on the other end of the spectrum in terms of complexity. Okay. Uh, this is a large, epic, 4X space game that is currently ranked at an... It's, it's offensive to me that it's 9,324, but that's only because it was a smaller run. If more people get their hands on this game who like that genre, this is going to blow them out of the water. This is better than Twilight Imperium by a mile. What? This is, yeah, what? this, you'll never play Twilight Imperium again if you play this game okay. because it is so much better. Uh, well, I'm not a huge fan of Twilight Imperium, but I did a review on Twilight Imperium, mm -hmm. and then the designer reached of this game reached out to me and said, hey, I've designed a game. I had a similar, like, some complaints about Twilight Imperium. I've designed this big game, and I feel like it addresses all of your complaints. Um, check it out. And I was like, yes, please check it out. And he sent him my way, and I, I took a long time to, to, to play it and, like, get a review out on my channel. I put out a review, I think, in January over on the board for this wow. one. It's a game called Galactic Era. And it is so, so good. It is so... Oh, I do man. this dumb little thing on my channel where I have a golden buzzer, like America's Got Talent moment. Oh, look, that's me. There that is are. my. That, this is my review. That handsome um, devil there. There we go. Uh, I have this this stupid golden buzzer that I'll push if I want to give a game the best game of the year, and I only allow myself to push it four times a year. And I sometimes do. I've never hit the four time allocation. I try to push it on like <laughs> very rare occasion. You get all these asymmetrical these asymmetric factions. They all have a different ability. They all have a a light side and a dark side, and you can choose to change yourself to being like service to others or service to self. That's what that's what I'm showing on the on the B-roll with those different races. And there's just so many exciting mechanics about this game. I slapped that golden buzzer. It gave it its best of the year in January. It it nice. it is like it's like one of the top. Because uh, I always just give things best of the year when I review it. Because I'm like, yeah, I reviewed it that year. I played it this year. For me, th this was just like such a standout. The tech trees are so interesting. The All the alien powers feel really fun. And there's like 17 of them or something ridiculous like that. Mm. And you can... You also have these four different like objectives that give you points throughout throughout the game. You also have these like eight different like big objective tokens as well, which which determine if you're going to play like a really cutthroat competitive game or like a more economic game or like an easier, lighter, friendlier game. They they have all of these different ways you can mix and match things in order to get that, and it's just like 
yeah, it's it's so good. If if this has piqued your interest at all, you can check out my full review, um, which is which you know was playing right there. But it 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 blew my mind wide open. It is such a great design, and it was a smaller run. Like it was on Kickstarter, and then it fulfilled, and and he's the the designer's just kind of selling it through various channels in their own store and 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 whatever. But it it's so fun. Like wow. yeah, I... and and everybody who I've introduced it to, um had a great time as well yeah that, that's awesome you, you had me at twilight imperium killer like i i love yeah. twilight imperium um <laughs> but i'm really curious so how long uh, like does a standard game of galactic eras uh take um three to four hours i'd say i've played okay. it at like the three to five player count i don't think i've played a six player count mm-hmm. yet maybe i did yeah so so like three to four hours is with the teach i feel is is uh is what okay. happens so you're, you're signing up for yeah. a long haul but in terms of those like larger um space 4x games that's kind of par for the course in terms of time that it takes right my my question was more about the player count um what Mm -hmm. what does it work best with can it go lower or is it not as dynamic with a lower player count yeah i actually liked it with three i had there's a two-player variant uh and then there was a resolve like a renewed two-player variant uh he he listened to like the the feedback from people and made a a better two-player variant i haven't played at that two-player count um i didn't get to try it out at that but i would because i had such a good time i played Mm -hmm. at three four and five uh, and for me, it worked. It worked at all the the player counts. That you know, more players, there's more chance for interaction. But the board scales, right? So the, there's with three players, it's a bit like if you're heading. The, all the good stuff's in the middle of the galaxy. Basically, there's a big middle galaxy system, and then you stick on one big galaxy uh, quadrant to, for each player. And for the ones, whenever there are less than six players, they're little warp holes. So any space in between the map, they're considered adjacent. So you're always able to access your two neighbors. And so in like a five-player game, uh, your your two immediate neighbors are more of a threat. But they're also there as a benefit because if you end your space, you can trade technologies. You can, if I'm uh, higher up on one tech track and you're higher up on another tech track and we're not at war with each other, we can end in the same space and then we can be like, hey, you want to trade technologies? Great. And we both get that bump up and we both get that additional like extra ability, which I also think is really fun. And so encourages that cooperation, but then Mm -hmm. also encourages you to be in the same space as someone. And then you don't know when they're going to turn on you and declare war on you and then just like try to attack your planet. So it it builds that in as well. It's like, no, I'm coming. Listen, I'm coming over to your planet so we can trade. We can trade this fleet because your fleet power is also hidden. It's like face down chips and these little stacks. And it's like this fleet. No, those are all dummy chips. Those are all Love dummy it. chips. It's just a fleet of one. I'm just coming over so we can it. trade. It's completely <laughs> fine. And so it gives you those moments of like, I know you're not, or maybe you're not. And so that that I really yeah. like as Ooh. well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It just it just yeah, it blew me away. It's really, really fun. And awesome. uh yeah, if you like that genre, yep. absolutely check it out. Yeah. Definitely, I'm definitely curious about that. Uh, Twilight Imperium being my number one game of all time, so I need to check this one out. I would love to check that. Yeah. So great call, thanks, and, and Chris. To, and, yeah, and to be fair, like I, I'm not a huge fan of Twilight Imperium. I played it, yep. I played it twice, and it, it really wasn't for me. Yeah. And so this did. Uh, so you may not like it because this, for me, addressed all of the changes that I wanted to see, right. and I felt like made for a more dynamic and exciting and potentially thematic experience. Yeah. Um, but but that that is worth it is, it is worth saying that that I was definitely a target audience because 
this the designer also was like, oh, there's some things about Twilight Imperium that I'd like to see fixed. Right. And, I've, and for for me, it just it just hit on every aspect uh, nice. of of those changes for me. But yeah, absolutely worth checking out and trying if you like that genre. I just think it's so fun. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. All right. Uh, so we got two games talked uh, about left here, folks. So I'm going to move on to our number two. Uh, this game was a very small print run, and I know that's why it's ranked so low because it really didn't mm-hmm. get you know it didn't ex- uh, they didn't do a big Kickstarter or campaign. It was really in my copy. I actually I forgot to back it on Kickstarter. I just totally spaced and forgot to back it. But a friend of mine gifted me a copy. They had ordered a copy for me, so I thought it was like mm-hmm. the coolest thing. Um, and it's a game that got me into a genre of games that I never thought I'd be into. Our number two, folks, is Luzon Rails. It is a cube rail game. I had no idea what a cube rail game was. Um, I had never played, you know, like Irish Gage or anything like that. But because of this, um, you, know, you can see me and my wife, Michelle, uh, playing it for Tabletop Live Network. Because of this game, it really piqued my curiosity. So I have a copy of Irish Gage now. I've, I backed a couple of uh, Cube Rails games on Kickstarter, some smaller print runs. Um, this one, it was the subject matter that really drew me in. Uh, the designer, Robin uh, Robin David, I believe, uh, he is married to um, uh, a Filipino woman. I, my heritage, we're, um, Michelle and I are Filipino. And this is about the Philippines. Luzon is the big uh, one of the big main islands there, which is where my parents are from. And so that really grabbed me. And I was like, okay, I mean, a train game in the center of the Philippines, I don't know if that really, I was like, is that a thing? But apparently it is. And Michelle and I really enjoyed it. Um, You know, what's cool is it's a stock manipulation game, right? But it's not one of those like hardcore 18xx games where you have to have an Excel spreadsheet open to, you know, figure everything out. No, you're just bidding on different stocks. So you don't really own the companies, but you can buy shares into each one. And through your actions and stuff, that'll, you know, raise the price of some. You want to buy, obviously you want to buy low, sell high. And what's really neat, um, Chris and Kimberly, is the action selection is based on cards. So every round you have different actions that are available to you. You will also have some in your hand. So depending on you know how you play your cards and what cards are on the board can really change. Like, oh, I know Michelle really wants to lay track this turn. Do I take that card away from her? Or she can play one that raises the stock or something. It's so good and so smart. And you can see it's, it's funny. Uh, Michelle, she has her little uh, tongs there, you know, to reach over and get all the little They're cubes. So good. Yeah, it's so <laughs> smart. We got that on like Amazon or something. But you'll see our, our copy is actually blinged out. I took the cubes away and replaced all the trains with Ticket to Ride trains, which cool. works nice. so much better. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, we had so much fun with it. It's a game, again, that I never thought I'd be into. But because of the thematic matter, it that bought, brought me into it. And then the, the gameplay, it was so smooth and streamlined. And that's why it's a number two, Lose on Rails. Um, any fans of Cube Rails amongst the two of you? No. I, no. Okay. Just rail games. I mean, I love I love train games, but yeah. I, not not that specifically. So super intrigued. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field, that's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, The team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We've got one more, folks. We're going to leave it to the man himself. Let's see what Richard's got for us at our number one hidden gem. Okay, folks, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Number one on the list has to be Dog Lover. And I know I'm not alone in this. I am sure that Ruel wanted to get this on his list as well because this is such a phenomenal card-drafting tableau-building game from uh, publisher AEG designer David Short, inspired by a design from Josh Wood. This is basically the sequel to Cat Lady. And here's what I don't understand, folks. Cat Lady is a wonderful little game um, that made it into the top 1,000 on BoardGameGeek. And yet the sequel, Dog Lover, is sitting at number 4,144, even though this game is so much richer and more interesting than Cat Lady, uh, because it basically takes the core idea of every round, there is a grid of, of uh, pet cards that we're trying to adopt, and um, accessory cards that we can use to feed them and give them toys and all kinds of stuff, and every round you are going to pick a collection of those from the grid and uh, grab them, you know, the best group you can for the way you're trying to score your points, taking care of all of these wonderful fuzzy critters. That, I have just described both Cat Lady and Dog Lover. Um, and you know, on one level, you could say, oh, well, I like cats more than dogs, or dogs more than cats. That's how I should choose it. But Dog Lover adds so many new concepts to the Cat Lady formula. Uh, it's a bigger, more robust game than Cat Lady Plus's expansion, quite frankly, because you can train the dogs. Um, and the interesting thing is, the more tricks the dogs learn, the more variety, different ways you have to actually, actually draft the cards. Instead of just getting a straight line of cards, you could get them in a, in a checkerboard pattern or in an L-shape, Tetris-shape type things. So, the more you train the dogs, the more flexibility you have for drafting. Um, but, in addition to um, just getting the dogs and feeding them and giving them toys and training them, uh, there are also traits you can associate with the dogs also that give you different ways to score at the end of the game. This game, my only worry about it is that I, only the only thing I would warn you about is this looks like it's a wonderful charming, fast-playing, gateway-style game. That would be a totally reasonable expectation of this game, um, you know, from just looking at it from the surface. But there are so many things, so many plates you're spinning, so many different types of cards you could be drafting, and you can't possibly master everything. So you have to be really, really smart about what you um, compromise on, what you sacrifice, so you can focus on other things. That This game, I would definitely say, it is not a gateway game. It is a gateway plus. In fact, I've seen people on board games Geek saying, I really want to play this with my um, friends who don't want to play games at all, but it's too complex. So that's the thing. This is, well, if you're watching this show, chances are you're a gamer's gamer. You're a real gamer geek, which means you are ready for this. It looks simple and lightweight, but it is so rich and robust. There are so many things to juggle, and it is so incredibly charming. It helps if you're a real dog lover, like my wife, Jen, and I, uh, because I appreciate the extra level they go to of, you know, personifying the dogs, giving them names and all that. But what's really uh, makes this game stand out is the incredibly rock-solid and satisfying card drafting that evolves over the course of the game as you get more powers, and makes Dog Lover the number one hidden gem of 2021. Oh yeah.
Yeah. Um, uh, Richard, Richard knows me uh, oh so well. I, I love Dog Lover. I love designs by Josh Wood. I think he's such a great designer. Uh, recently, I just got to play his Let's Go to Japan. Uh, fantastic mm -hmm. tableau builder. I'm also a huge fan of Santa Monica. Dog Lover is another one. I mean, you had me at Dog Lover. I'm, I'm a dog lover. My pugs are sleeping right now, but I'm sure they'll show up <laughs> soon. But uh, any thoughts from uh, Kimberly or Chris, my friends? Uh, this was on my short list. Yeah. yeah, this is on my yeah. short list. I think it's a great number one because I think it was on all of ours uh, yeah. at some point on our list. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I totally agree. And oh. and it was really fun at BGG. I was this last year. I I done a video for um, Dog Lover as a massive dog lover too, um, and really kind of agree with Richard that it's like you play this and you're just thinking, oh, this is going to be cat lady just with dogs, but there's so much yeah. more there to it, and it's just so satisfying. Um, and I, I had, I had recently put my video out and then, uh, David short was sitting one table away from me and was like, hi, tabletop Tolson. Thanks for the video. I was like, <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. I love it when designers are like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so cool. yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about earlier that, that, um, sometimes you benefit from that name recognition. I feel like dog lover has not benefited has it's been the opposite reaction because mm -hmm. absolutely. If you don't know that there are any differences mechanically, like you, you would just assume it's a reskin. I assumed yeah. it was a reskin. I feel like everybody out there mm -hmm. assumes it's just a reskin of cat, cat lady and cat lady's fun. You know, cat ladies and yep. cat ladies up there. I was surprised to see dog lover down there as well. I think if they said like dog lover, a cat lady game or something along those lines, <laughs> you know, to indicate that like it's a different system. And not right. just a reskin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that framing w sh would work, but I think that's that's the reason why people wouldn't get it. Because if you get Cat Lady, they're like, yeah, that's fun. And then why would I buy the same game, right? Exactly. So. Cool. Awesome. So there you go, friends. Our top 12 hidden gems from 2021. Thanks again for watching. I uh, want to thank uh, Chris and uh, Kimberly. We're going to get going now. I do want to shout out our sponsor, uh, Perk Coffee. I want to thank them for sending over all the delicious coffee. And until next time, folks, be sure to use the code for checkout for a 15% discount. And we'll see you later. Take care. So long. Bye-bye. And here we are in the post show. That's it. Oh, my gosh. We made it through it. I'm just glad everything stuck together and didn't blow up on us. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So stressful. Oh, I had faith. I had faith. Oh, man. Thank you, friends. Why don't we do this uh, to wrap things up? We've got a few minutes left. Why don't we talk about the uh, games that didn't make our list? I'm going to have Richard mm -hmm. come in through video and talk about the games that were on his uh, list. Let's go to that. Okay, everybody. I have no idea what I was thinking earlier, promising that I'd give you a big list of everything. I'm just going to try to go through this as quick as possible um, because... I'm sure everybody's getting very tired. It's been a long show. So let me just jump right into it. First of all, you have got the specialist. Think Ocean's Eleven meets very, very cool um, dice drafting and dice activation worker placement-y type stuff. A uh, really, really neat thematic heist game where you're pulling off jobs all over the world. Love it. Uh, then we've got Zoography, a very, very cool um, tile laying game that features some very, very tension-filled entwined drafting. And even though you pull off really, really big things in this game, at the end of the day, you're just competing over a few key points. Like, a, a score of 7 or 8 is like an amazing score in this game, and it's really tense from start to finish. Uh, that is Zoography. Then there was Neko Harbor the Card Game, one of the best engine-building games I've played in years. All about running um, tour operations, basically, in Antarctica. 
Antarctica, so you can go and see the uh, penguins and other wildlife. Could have used a little bit of work for scaling for two players, but otherwise phenomenal. At a higher player count game, if I'd rated it as a four-player game, it would have been in my top ten of the year. Neko Harbor, the card game. Then there was Lions of Lydia, a bag-building game all about the birth of money. Uh, the first time we actually learned how to use uh, coins as an exchange for goods and services. And what did that do to humanity in this fun, fast-playing, little, very, very colorful game? Uh, bag Builder, uh, Lions of Lydia. Then there was Squaring Circleville, a phenomenal tile laying game crossed with a really fresh and interesting new take on how to do Rondell gameplay, one of my favorite mechanisms. And the tile laying game is great too, where we're it's really telling this quirky bit of American history where there was a circular town that had to be completely raised and then rebuilt in a square grid pattern. And that's what we do in the game, oddly, for Squaring Circleville. Then there is Shinkansen Zero K, which is a... Boy, I don't even know what to call this game. Um, uh, it's, I guess, a route-building game more than anything else uh, about trying to uh, build up the rail lines for bullet trains in 1960s uh, uh, Japan leading up to the Olympics. And it's from the designers of Red Cathedral. So you know that's going to be good because Red Cathedral's amazing and so is Shinkansen Zero K. Then, what else do we got here? Oh, we've got Ballada. A sweet, charming, fast-playing, a little roll-and-write about making... Great epic fairy tale um, stories, because we are bards or coming up with ballads. But this game is constantly making you hedge your bets. What is the story I'm going to tell? And then having to change the story halfway through, depending on what the dice give you in this lovely, charming roll and write. And then there was Simplicity, a SimCity-style tile layer, where you only get to make five turns in the entire game. You put five tiles down, and yet the game is so rich and full of tough, challenging compromises to make. Really impressive design, simplicity. Then there is Nirvana. This is a card ladder climbing game. I have to admit, I didn't really know what ladder climbing was, but I've now played it. Here's the thing, though, folks. This game doesn't come with cards. There is no deck of cards. Instead, the first half of the game is a roll and write, where we are building our own custom deck of cards that we will then, for the second half of the game, play a ladder climbing game worth. Really interesting and unique. Not quite like anything else out there. Uh, oh, and then there was Escape, Roll and Write. I love Roll and Writes. I love Escape, Curse of the Temple. And what I really loved about this more than anything else, this is that rarest of beasts, a cooperative Roll and Write. The industry needs more cooperative Roll and Writes, and Escape, Roll and Write is one of them. Then there is Sriracha. This is a very cool entwined drafting game where we are grabbing cards and resources to build up uh, the town of Sriracha and Oh my gosh, it's bright, it's colorful, and the entwined drafting combined with an initiative system straight out of Gloomhaven is fantastic. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then the rival networks. This almost eclipses the networks, which is already one of the greatest modern card games of all time. And then there is this two-player dual version, the rival networks, that is almost better. But finally, we've got Mobile Markets, a smartphone ink game, which actually does improve on the original smartphone, which is a super popular game, very, very highly ranked. And yet, Mobile Markets, the, um, the smaller, more streamlined version of it, is even better. So that was it, folks. There's a small handful of hidden gems you can go find out. Uh, you can saw a bunch of them. I've got videos up, but you can always go to Board Game Geek too. Thank you, uh, and I'll let it go back to Kim Ruel, Kimberly Ruel, and Chris, and see what they had in mind. Wow.
a, a bunch of little gems there that I, a bunch that I've never heard of and a bunch that yeah. I'm really excited to uh, give a shot one of these days. That was rapid fire. That was yeah, great. big time rapid <laughs> fire. We are coming up on uh, our, our time here, folks. So why don't we rapid fire through uh, the other games that didn't make our list? Uh, Chris, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I, I I had I had a trouble with this list. I really did, yeah. but there were a couple that that I wanted to shout out. Some some uh, were just above Night of the Ninja is sitting at like twenty seven hundred, yeah. and so I was like, okay, I want I want to get Night of the Ninja in there, um, but I I didn't because we were three thousand and over, so it would have been breaking the list. Um, Quest, which is kind of like Avalon, that okay. one was was up there for me. Twisted Fables, which was sitting at like three. That's like a side-scrolling video game uh, puncher thing. I mm-hmm. thought that one looked cool. Uh, one really honorable mention was Rock Paper Scissors Deluxe, sitting at fifteen thousand eight hundred thirty-nine. Nice. Which was by Jeffrey Kornberger of the yeah. Dragon's Tomb. If you Great haven't call. heard about Rock Paper Scissors Deluxe, yeah. well, let me tell you, <laughs> it, it is. It takes your Rock Paper Scissors. To a whole new level, exactly, and it's it's an exceptional work of art. Honestly, yeah. agree. Check uh, and out then the Dragon's Tomb, folks, on, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, and then uh, one was a billion suns interstellar fleet battles. That was nine thousand two hundred fifty three. Uh, that one is like a tabletop sort of war game. My buddy Zach over on my channel, he's starting to do this monthly uh, RPG. He called we call it the Rule Book Club. So it's like a book club for RPGs. Nice. So we pick pick one, and you kind of read through the rule book, and then talk about like the setting and like what conversation you can get from it so he did he did uh an episode based on this and it's just this this really weird one with a whole bunch of different ships where you want to like kit bash stuff uh if you if you're if you like that sort of thing that one that one also came out in 2021 that's why he wanted to cover that uh and then one that i was curious if it was on your list ruel because i saw it uh baseball highlights the dice game came out yeah. in 2021 i don't know if you played that or not but i wrote a note so because i wanted to ask yeah. you because i know you know how you much i love that game. Yeah. yeah yeah i yeah, haven't yeah. played it yet and the reason being is i've i've heard some like not so happy things about that game and i'm like oh and but i do want to give it a <laughs> oh, shot no. one of these days yeah i've got to yeah. give it a shot yeah cool nice. Okay. Yeah, those are those are those are my little ones that I was cool. uh, and Dog Lover was, but I already said yep. that. Yeah, awesome. All right, uh, Kimberly, any uh, hidden gems that you have that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so I had uh, in my kind of long list. I I knew that probably Richard would cover Dungeon Decorators, which he did. Nice. Um, but there's nice. another one: Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Scrawlers: Heroes of the Undermountain. That's the full title. But wow. uh, it's this real time scrawling game, and you're kind of like you know scrawling your way through, and everyone's doing it as a race. And when someone actually gets to the main objective, you yell stop. And then everyone just counts up their points and sees like how many treasures you found, how many goblins did <laughs> nice. you get, you know, and yeah, yeah. It, they have so many different maps. So it's, it's a delight. It's really fun. Cool. Uh, Dog Lover was on my list. Splitter uh, is a, a card game, a, a dice game where you roll the dice and you have to split your numbers on this like mirror image piece of paper. So if you put a three in this box, it has to be on the, the same side. You have to put the other die that's rolled in that box. And so wherever you go, it's just this, this kind of mirror thing. And you want to group ones twos threes fours fives and sixes um really really fast game a crack the code is a cooperative logic game and you have to move these balls around that are colored because everyone can see your goal but you can see everyone else's but you can't see your own so you have to communicate with each other and move balls around on this tray um and it's really really interesting but it's all about 
how many moves can you do it in? It's a, it's a logic puzzle cooperative. And then, of course, I mentioned my whatnot cabinet, Mining Colony, Ninga Parbats. I'll just mm-hmm. shout out that Ninga Parbat's a great two-player game, and it's got the Indeed. best components. I love those little animals. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just adorable. Um, and I love, yeah, it's just a great look, too. Uh, Suspects is a game uh, that Ashet Games put out that's a three-part mystery of like an hour where you have a deck of cards and you just mm. go and investigate and you like ask questions from you know suspects and you try to figure out the mystery uh in in you know as few cards as possible and i had a really great time going through all three of those uh with my husband just the two of us i think if we had more kind of like you mentioned chris sometimes those um puzzle games or locked room games can really just be two people doing something yeah. and two other people yep. sitting around and watching so a lot of things i do are with just two players uh, 60 Second City is actually quite fun. I don't know if you got a chance to play that, but mm-hmm. you're building in real time. You're flipping tiles over and putting it out into uh, a map, like, and you're doing it with your partner. And you have to build certain cards and meet objectives, but it's all timed. And you have rounds, and each round is a, is a minute. And that's the 60-second aspect to it. Nice. So another great real-time game that made uh, my list of kind of like real-time games, apparently. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, two more. Full Throttle was probably my favorite Freedom and Freeze that came out. It's a little mm. racing game, just scrappy, and I love it. I say scrappy because, like, I love the artwork. It's just so small and compact, and the cards you invest in mean that they're not the cards that your um, race car is going to be moving or your your motorcycle. And so it's like, do you take the card for investment, or do you let the card stay out there and then let that person move even further? So there's this really interesting kind of uh, line where you're, you're you're balancing your choices. Um, and then Groundhog Day, uh, the game, which is a cooperative game. Oh. Real time. <laughs> wow, amazing. Uh, and you want to, yeah, oh boy, I really did. It's great with a new group. <laughs> And when you meet a bunch of new people, you got six people around the table. I mean, and trying to figure out what that rhythm is and trying to anticipate people's moves because you can't talk to each other and you're trying to make the perfect day by going from lower to higher numbers. Um, Yeah. So what what a fun one. So those were my, those are my runners up. Is that like a licensed game for the movie or is it just Groundhog Day, like the, the holiday? Uh, It's, it's got the movie. It's, it's movie themed. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay, and it's I'm like totally the game where you have to play numbers, you know, everyone's playing together at the same time and you yeah. don't know mm-hmm. who's got the next, you know, number in, in ascending order. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, real quick, I'm going to share mine, then we're going to get out of here. I've got uh, on my list uh, Buried Treasure, a classic from Sid Saxon that was redone by Restoration Game with mm-hmm. a pie theme, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, popcorn Dice. Obviously, I picked my games during lunchtime because now I'm getting all these food games. I'm hungry. Um, popcorn <laughs> Dice, sort of like Zombie Dice, a uh, push-your-luck uh, dice-chucking game. Uh, pandemic Hot Zone Europe. I like the smaller Pandemic games, sort of like the smaller Ticket to Ride because you get the, the feel of the bigger game in a much shorter time. Uh, mm-hmm. Isla and Something Shiny. This is a solo game. One of the cutest, probably the cutest artwork and um, uh, little plushies. Uh, folks, if you're on the BGG Guild, Rada runs through. I'm going to post a picture of this because it's on my shelf. I'm just going to take a picture, post it there. You can see it's like the cutest thing ever. Uh, also had Power Rangers, a deck building game. Not really a Power Ooh, Rangers nice. fan, but the deck building game is fantastic. Um, the Golden Ticket game is a game based on Willy Wonka, the, the movie. The game itself, it's mm-hmm. sort of like Istanbul. You know, you got a little pick up and deliver, but the end of the game is the greatest, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in a board game where you literally, throughout the game, you're collecting chocolate these little chalk plastic chocolate bars 
at the end of the game, you unwrap them to try to find the golden ticket. Whoever has a golden ticket has won the game. Folks, you need to play just for that. It awesome. is fantastic. Michelle and I just, we totally geeked out the greatest Indian <laughs> any board game ever. Um, and then also I had uh, Embarcadero, uh, Gladius, On the Rocks, and like Kimberly, a mining colony from Dr. Steve Finn. Uh, also had Sheepy Time. I was surprised that Richard didn't have this on his list because I know he's really high mm. on Sheepy Time. Uh, and also mm. finally, Holly Jolly, a game by um, Pinchback and Riddle. They've done uh, some awesome uh, card drafting games like, uh, um, what's the one that I, uh, Stellar and a couple others. But Holly Jolly, it's a Christmas theme game. I play it every Christmas season because it's fantastic uh, set collection and a Christmas theme. But anyways, thank you so much. Kimberly, Chris, you have been amazing. Uh, thank you for not only just, you too Ruel. Uh, th- thanks yeah. but just just thanks yeah. for being awesome and you know your patience and your understanding as we do the tech stuff but also man you guys came with some great games and i'm like you know i'm literally looking i've bookmarked a bunch of stuff ready to look for them and uh try to mm-hmm. find copies but um before we get going any final words uh from kimberly the birthday um we have our birthday person here today <laughs> any final words kimberly how was it your first live stream here on the Rattle restroom channel oh. It was fantastic. No, it's it's the company, and you were troubleshooting like a pro. So I mean, it it was great, and I had a fantastic time. And just like you, I have a lot of fantastic pads open and lists yes. written yeah. down. I have like notes everywhere. But great, great picks. I mean, what a challenge! And when you have that, when you have that box, you mm-hmm. find some really wonderful gems. So Agreed. yeah. <laughs> okay, and Chris. Um... What about you, my friend? I mean, any, any final I words? mean, hey, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm. I thanks to the chat for being here and hanging yes. out, and most mm-hmm. importantly, thanks to Kimberly for a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes. Uh, go subscribe to not to Ruin Board, but to Tabletop Tolson for Kimberly's birthday. It's her friggin' birthday, so if you're not subscribed, <laughs> get over there. Make sure you watch all of her content for the rest of the day because it's her special day, and she deserves it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just it was, it was so lovely to hang out. Yeah, yeah this is great. Thank you <laughs> I again. Agree. Yeah, thank you again, friends, and thanks again for all you viewing this. Uh, check us out. Uh, be sure to check out our uh, room and a board, and also Tabletop Tolson, and then my channel Tabletop Tonight. Of course, you're here on Ronald Runs Through, and uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Perk Coffee. We are going to mm-hmm. get out of here, and um, be sure to go play games, and you know, go watch Tabletop Tolson. I'm going to open up like 20 tabs and just give her all mm-hmm. the views, folks. All right, <laughs> yeah, take care, everybody. Let's do it. All right, bye now.